0: Hello, everybody. I don't don't really know if this episode is a great idea, <laughs> but I guess I'm not really being myself, right? If I'm not taking some kind of relational expressive risk to be who I am and allow myself to accept that I am accepted, even if you as an individual listener Uh, don't or can't or have no idea how to accept whatever it is I might say. Um, They're still worth a risk, so I'm going to try this episode in the midst of my emotional turmoil and, and see what happens. I have a theory that it's by simply showing up that we press into acceptance and it's in that space of showing up as we are, without pretense, without managing our appearance or persona, without reining in and polishing up and making ourselves seem acceptable. It's there in that space, unhidden, open, expanded, raw, vulnerable. This is where we experience acceptance, like rain on a on a parched face. Right? I have this vision of you know just being so. Just dry and <laughs> in a kind of a metaphorical way, and then just looking up at the clouds and you know even if we're cursing the rain as it as it hits us, there's something kind of renewing about that um and we experience this sense of we're okay. It, even in the midst of, of, of the crap. <laughs> so that's what's where, where I am at today. Um, the last episode I recorded was, was about managing our emotions, about becoming aware of our expectations and assumptions and understanding how we react and respond to, to those things and, and, and how to not feed unproductive trajectories of thought. Today is a bit of the opposite. Today is about not managing our emotions. How, how do we just sit in them? How how do we let them just simply be what they are, even even when they're irrational and limited and and limiting and 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 they're all out of whack, right? And scope and perspective. My my whole life I have minimized how I see the things that have happened to me in an effort to minimize, my, to minimize my emotional response. And in a way, that's my way of managing my emotions. And it's taken me a lifetime to stop managing things that way and, and to see that in, in doing that, I'm, I'm really dishonoring myself. I'm limiting my capacity to name and accept reality, which, which limits me from, from seeing myself clearly and seeing other people Clearly, it it limits me from an ability to rejoice with those who rejoice and and mourn with those who mourn. And it, it, and really, it's only been in the desire f- that I've had to to truly be with others that I've learned the value of truly being with myself. I, I I would never suggest to someone who is celebrating a moment in their life that that they ought not to be so excited, right? Yeah, just wait things are going to take a turn. <laughs> I would never do that. It wouldn't even occur to me to do that. I also would never suggest to someone who was grieving that, well, you know, you should really be relieved that things aren't worse, right? It could, it could be a lot, you know, a lot worse than this. I, I, it just, yeah, I would never do that. And yet these are the ways that I have talked to myself. I was I was thinking the other day that if I were ever to write a memoir of my life the title would be it could have been worse. <laughs> and it's a it's really not a funny phrase. I it's a phrase that's actually packed with a great deal of meaning for me. Um you know there are times when we can use this self-talk phrase um and it's very powerful and profound because there is truth to it, and it can be healing. But when we use it out of its proper time and space, it's actually debilitating. It distorts reality in its effort to claim and and label what what, what reality is. Because there's there's always two kinds of reality, right? There's what is objectively true, right? You sliced off your finger. And boy, isn't it great that you didn't lose your whole hand? <laughs> That's, that might be objectively true, right? But then there's also what is subjectively true, that there's a reality that is, um, you know, you've sliced off your finger and, and you're going to have to learn new ways of doing a million different things and, and even a new way of, of seeing and, and being who you know yourself to be i 've always done the minimizing always, and each time it becomes less and less um, helpful, <laughs> I think um, it, it has lo- it 's lost its its power and um, and now I find myself in this space in life uh, realizing that, I, that, that they're yeah, the it has to be different you know when when I was approached sexually by an adult when I was 11 years old, the narrative that I leaned into was something along the lines of at least this person didn't force sex on me, right? Since there was no sexual penetration. <laughs> well, gee, aren't you lucky? I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Nobody would ever say that to a person. Yes, that that's, that's pretty much the narrative I told myself my whole life and, and everything, that has happened in my life has always been met with that kind of um, talk, right? If, if something, you know, and I, I can cope with a couple of other things that have happened that really outside of my control and, and every, all of those things, I have put the spin on them, <laughs> you know, it, it could have been, people have it so much worse, it could have been, it could have been so much worse, it wasn't as, you know, it, it's not as bad as it could have been. Right, and with each brick that life has thrown at me, right, that narrative other people have it worse has become just less and less convincing. And while there is some truth to it, you know what? People do have it worse. Absolutely, you know there are people in war-torn parts of the world who never have the luxuries that I have. But by doing that and focusing on that, I lose that reality that is true for me in the moment. right? And and while these things are true, they, they really don't do much to help a person find solid footing in the midst of pain and confusion. And, and yeah, when we first say these things or earlier in my life, like, they did. They helped me to push aside the pain and the confusion and to, to feel as though I was on solid footing. But when I look back, it's, it's always been an effort to hide or to escape or to make things seem better than they subjectively were. Right? Objectively, I might have been telling the truth about reality, but it wasn't honest about my reality and, and what's going on right now. Right? This this current brick that life is throwing me. I'm I'm not so easily able to lie to myself or to convince myself that what is objectively true is the whole truth. I'm not finding the, the quick and easy mindset to release the grip of unstable emotional fallout. And and it's true. It's true that other people other people have cancer. Other people have much worse situations than that I'm having, it's 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 true that this has gone fairly smoothly so far. That that everyone who's been in charge of my medical care has been absolutely phenomenal, right? And that um, that that really life hasn't been all that disrupted. You know, I've been able to to manage things around all of this it's just been so fast, such a whirlwind. Um, but it, but I've been able to manage it. It hasn't been, you know, um, you know, life has kind of continued to operate. I haven't had to stop life and, and, and check out. But while these, these, these bits of reality are objectively true subjective reality is a bit messier, right? I'm, I'm kind of slipping and sliding all over the place. And, and maybe because it's all happened so quickly, right? I'm, I find myself angry in ways that I have never allowed myself to be ever. And, and, and because while all of those realities are true, it's also true that, that I'm tired it it's It's also true that every time I feel like I am ready to take on the world again and get on top of life and and gain some traction, something outside of my control comes and smashes me back down again it's It's also true that this is really scary stuff this is This is sobering stuff it's stuff that shapes and refines how how I think about myself and my life and and life in general and um, you know, I can have a lot of theories around life, but then somebody announces this thing out of the blue, and the possibilities of holy cow, right? This the th- things are different than what you anticipated, right? Because here's here's the thing about managing, or in this case, not managing our emotions. We need. We need to experience our emotions. Emotions, again, we've talked about this. They're messengers. They can tell us a great deal of things about what's going on with us, what has gone on with us, what needs to go on with us. Like, yeah, emotions could be telling us that we had some bad chili, right? But one of the things that emotions can be telling us is where we are right here and right now and whether or not, it's a good time to move forward into a new perspective or when we just need to simply be where we are right here and right now. I, I know that I will get to a place where I can put my situation into a bigger perspective, right? When I'll see the world around me and I'll be able to express gratitude that this is not worse than it is. But my emotional dashboard right now is telling me to sit down. (laughs) Just sit and and lean into the restlessness and the dissatisfaction and the frustration. Basically to call things what they are. And and that's what allows us to grieve the losses, right? And In the grief of naming reality as we experience it, labeling the gaps between what we expected what we deserve what we hope for and, and the gaps between those things and what actually is it's it's through this process that acceptance blooms and 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 weaves a foundation within which we can function in a in a healthy way right two of my girls are in theater i think i may have told this story before i know i've told it in um in, in circles outside of the podcast but i can't remember if i've ever articulated this um in the podcast but um every show you know with every show comes an audition process which ends <laughs> with a cast list and it's always excruciating every single time right there's hopes and dreams and you know um there's effort and intention and and there's there's this pouring of you know, your whole self into the the hopes of of a specific role you know and there's usually some level of disappointment every single time. That's just part of what it is. So we, we have ourselves a ritual. We've created this ritual, right? During, during the auditions, the, the girls express the part they want as fully as they, as they can into their audition, right? They live and breathe and embody that part. And for one night during that audition, they get to be who it is they want to be. And then, then we wait for the cast list to come out, and instead of jumping right into, well, I'm glad I at least didn't get cut. Right, they didn't get the part they wanted. Which, let's be honest, there's like a hundred people in 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 each production that they're in, and so you know, there's that's <laughs> a lot of competition, a lot of a lot of really talented people, um, and so you know, only one person is going to get the one part, and so there's usually some pretty. You know good disappointment um that goes on and i know people who will jump into right well be happy you didn't get cut or you know be glad for the role that you got and we have we have a ritual we do not jump to that we we have a night where we just lean into the disappointment and the sadness and we release that um that hope and, and 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 through that that's when we really accept what is and then we can get excited for what is that's how it works this is the kind of process that allows us to show up fully in life not diminishing ourselves so that we so we don't get our hopes up don't get your hopes up too high no get get your hopes up high Know your full worth, know what you deserve, give yourself credit for being able to to move towards a vision of what it is that you want, right? But then also allowing for those disappointments to get their full expression. If we can't mourn with ourselves, if we can't celebrate with ourselves, how do we expect ourselves to really be fully with someone else in their experiences, we, we can't. So we have to be fully present with ourselves. And and, and and as much as I believe that there is wisdom in not feeding unproductive emotions, right, to manage how we think about those thoughts and notions that fly across our mental, you know, dashboard or whatever, I also believe there is wisdom in not rushing to label our emotions with thoughts and notions and perspectives that we might not yet be ready for. We, we need to feel the freedom to not manage our emotions, to let them simply be, to honor them as they are, and to let them help us experience our subjective reality so that we can grieve the losses that they represent. So that's what I wanted to share today. Right? So, until, until we chat again, I'm not entirely sure how I'll be feeling, right? A little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'll, I'll, and I'll be going slowly and not taking much on until this swill and swirl slow down a bit. And I can see beyond the storm out into the horizon. But the storm is still kind of going on and I'm still sitting in it and I'm still experiencing it and I I don't like it and I'm really angry. <laughs> right now the boat is still rocking a bit. And part of why I'm so angry is because I wasn't expecting a storm. It came out of nowhere and and I... I had the controls set at cruise. I had just kind of come out of a storm. <laughs> I've been coming out of storms quite a bit the last, golly, forever it feels like. I, I, was, I was set at cruise and I was ready to be lulled by the rhythm of the waves. And then just out of the blue, right? The boat gets kind of capsized. So wherever you're at. Whatever your experience, however you're feeling, could be great. You could, you could be having the time of your life. Don't hear me saying that you have to stop having the time of your life and sober up in order to meet me where I'm at. No, I want to say, yay, pay attention to you having the time of your life. Experience that. It's not a one or the other we all have to stop and be sober or we all have to stop and and pretend like we're not sober in order to celebrate. We can celebrate in one moment and weep in the next because we can be fully present wherever we're at. So, whatever wherever you're at, be there. Pay attention. Be aware. Be present with yourself. Honor honor your experience. And I and I hope you find space to simply be. Whatever that looks like, it's not good or bad. It simply is what it is. So big hugs to all of you in the midst of whatever life is throwing your way. A a pity party or a pinata party. (laughs) It's It's all part of life. And sometimes life is just really, really hard. So until next time, have a lovely time of just being with yourself fully, presently. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.